even when it looks bad from the top of putts, but you know it's going to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> when it looks good from uh, the top of putts, but you know it's going to be bad. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, my wife. Every time I come home, every time I'm like, oh, she's like, where did you go, putts? Where did you go there? Every time you go there, you, you have you have a bad. Hello and welcome to the UK Surf Show. We are your hosts. I'm Pete. And I'm Leighton. On this episode, we speak to Scott from Big Guy Boards. Yeah, Scott is a big guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's, you know, really nice chap. Um, came on and the conversation didn't go where I thought it was going to go. Like why why he made the Big Guy Boards and where it's going. It went in a totally different direction. Well, yeah, because, you know, you instantly think, uh, big guy boards he's making boards for bigger guys um but so he's kind of focusing on this market that is being forgotten about in the surfing industry which are bigger and heavier people on surfboards so yeah. and he's one of those guys and he didn't want to just surf longboards all the time um so he's kind of helped design shorter boards with more volume for heavier people but what he did say which is i think this is what he meant like it's really interesting that it also mentions that it's not just for heavier people. It's also for people with an injury or for maybe older surfers that don't have the paddle strength that they used to. Yeah. And these boards will aid them to get yeah. into the waves. Yeah. So, yeah, really interesting guy, really interesting conversation, a lot to say. Um, before we get into this, sponsor for today's show is Northcore. Head over there and use the discount code UKSurfShow2022, and that will get you 15% off anything you order from Northcore. You can head to our website and click on the banner at the top of the page for this post, and that will take you straight there. Use that discount code, you'll get 15% off anything you order. Cool. Let's jump into it with Scott. All right. Hello. I'm Scott. Scott Davis. I'm the founder and I run Big Guy Boards. Um, so our whole mission really is to make surfing more inclusive. And we've got a, I've got a kind of specific niche area that I focus on just to try and get, make surfing more yeah, inclusive and accessible for people. And there's kind of a few different branches to what we do. Cool. So it's the niche area then is looking at just bigger people then to to get into surfing yeah so that's how it all started but from there it's developed on into kind of a wider group of people so i can start from the beginning so i i've always been quite stocky built my dad played rugby and um he's a big guy and i'm kind of similar size to him so even and i started surfing with my when my dad he kind of taught me to surf when i was really young and we'd, we'd come down on holiday to north devon from london and um, I started on longboards, and part of the reason for that being, you know, I was probably, as a teenager, I was probably already 14, 15 stone, but, but kind of not unfit, if that makes sense. Yeah. And um, I started on longboards for quite a long time, and then trying to make the transition down to shorter boards, I found it really difficult. I tried when I was kind of going to that intermediate stage and just what was out there this is i think i was similar to you guys ish i'm guessing this was around the 90s when it was more fashionable to have the kind of toothpick boards yeah yeah um so any anything i'd go and look at on the rack was tiny and i tried it out and it just completely halted my learning curve so i stayed on long boards for years yeah and uh then i started to look into it a bit more and kind of do a bit more research and speak to more people and start trying different things and trying shapers and all kinds of stuff like that and i started to slowly learn that there is stuff out there for heavier surfers, people that need more volume, but it was just really difficult to find the right equipment at the time. It still kind of is now. Um, it's getting better now. Um, so that then kind of made me start the YouTube channel eventually because I thought, right, I'm. that's where this all, all started really. And I thought I want to try and start sharing my experience and getting it out there and making it, more accessible to other people i just want to share what i've because i found it so hard to, to find stuff i wanted to share it with other people yeah well that, that's great that you carried on isn't it because um a lot of people would stop at that point you know like they're, they're getting into a new sport or activity and a yeah. lot of people think well i, I just can't do this i'm too yeah. i'm too big or, or whatever yeah, um, yeah to be able to surf there's nothing like breaks the spirit quite as much as sitting on a short board and the only thing you can see is the bottom of the ocean <laughs> it's, oh, it's just sunk. It's, yeah that's it it's just so disheartening isn't it but i'm you know i'm so passionate about always have been so passionate about it and when i was 
before I moved here, I was coming back and forward with my family, and I just, you know, you guys know, once you get the bug, you've, you've yeah, got it, and yeah. you're completely hooked. So I just, yeah. I kept at it, and I, I was on the longboard, and I was really enjoying it. And there's nothing wrong with longboard at all. I still, I still do it, and still love it. But I didn't want to, I didn't want to feel like it was the only thing I could do. I, I, I wanted to be able to at least have a go at shortboarding to know whether yeah. I liked it or not. Yeah. So, and then even moving down here and surfing more full time instead of kind of only doing it you know, every few months when I'd visit, I'd, I'd start to get more experience in the water. I thought, well, I'm definitely good enough to do this now. But, um, yeah, so it just took a while to get on the, the... So have you noticed, like, the demand then for for larger volume boards? Like, have you since starting the website, like, what, what's the demand been like? Yeah, so I, I started the YouTube channel around the same time that I know... So to give a bit more on the YouTube channel just briefly, it was... Initially, it was more high, not high performance, but, you know, short boards or surfboards for people that can surf are capable but need more volume. So right. I'm talking around the 40 litres range, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the time, like I say, I found it really difficult to find anything at all. And just as I started the YouTube channel was around the time. So Lost did a kind of dedicated high volume shortboard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think a couple of the other big brands just started to follow suit after that. I think JS did. Was that the one? Was that like the honeycomb type board? Um, no, they he did one. Basically, Matt Barless, the guy who shapes for Lost, he's he's a similar size to me. He's quite a stocky fella. So instead of just a big problem with riding short boards that are, you're trying to blow up, is yeah. they usually just get inflated from a stock surfboard and they end up, you know, either really long or they just don't work basically. Yeah. So he he did one where he shaped one from the ground up for himself from scratch and then started selling that as a board for, you know, heavier people or people that just getting on a bit and don't have as much paddle fitness. And that was the Lost El Patron. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. And then a couple of other guys did that as well. A couple of other shapers started to so around the time I started was just as this this trend just started to slowly take off um, yeah. with the big manufacturers. Yeah. So what what would um it's really it's a, a bit of a, a kind of an area you have to be careful in as well because you don't want to call anybody like too big to do anything like that but what in terms yeah. of weight like in kilos or whatever like what would you say would be somebody who would benefit from like a higher volume board if you got is there, is there like a range so i would say i think more depending on what sort of board you're writing as well riding as well it's you got to think factor your ability in as well as um so i'm thinking more literage so it's really difficult i found and still do find if you're looking for any type of board that isn't a long board even going down to mini miles and you know mid lengths now around the mid 40s to 50 liter range is usually where they're capped and short boards usually capped smaller than that and yeah. if you're so i'm now around 110 kilos maybe 115 actually so there's no way, even if I was uh, expert standard, I'd be riding a, a 40 yeah. litre sub. So it doesn't matter like how good your ability is, just the, the kind of physics mean that you can't ride that, that smaller litre board? Well, I'm not sure if it's the physics. I think it's the manufacturers don't generally sell boards above a certain literage, a certain type of board, mm-hmm. and... What's the reason for that? Is it because, you know, a, le- a smaller proportion of the, of the population are in that weight range that are capable to ride those type of boards so they don't, you know, churn them out or kind of sell them? But even if you go on the, I'm not sure if you've seen the, the thing where you can customize the boards as well. Right, yeah. yeah. On some websites, even sometimes they're capped as well. Yeah, so they're just selling towards well, the majority. Yeah, th- then, I mean, if you think about the average short border, I'd say is between five five and six foot. Mm. You know that sort of size, and they're they're all the ones you notice that are like good out there. Mm. They're all that similar sort of size and build. Do you know? What yeah, I mean? yeah. There's a, there's a sort of you don't want to stereotype people, but like for short borders that you'd see normally, there is a, a, a stereotype size and you know size and height and they all all the ones i've seen seem to be of a similar sort of level yeah. you know as not not like pro surfer but very good out there you know mm-hmm. you take but you get that in them. climbing as well like people are more physically prone to do well at that sport just because of their genetics and that they're, they're just lucky enough to have found the sport that they're yeah. genetically yeah, suited to but then you do see 
guys on the tour now. So there's guys like Wade Carmichael, um, Jordy Smith, who's kind of put a lot of work into dropping rate and getting really trim. But he, he, you know, he's six three or something, and he used to be a bit more chunky. And like there's guys like Oki as well. I've got a similar body shape to Oki, like short, stumpy legs and kind of slightly white. So there are surfers and um, William Cardoso as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are guys on tour, like at the elite level, who are yeah. that kind of size and yeah, performing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, when when you have extra literage in your board, then how does that affect the performance when you're out there surfing? Yeah. So the trouble I've had, I've had this with, I've gone to really good shapers who have either when I've gone for a custom, have tried to either talk me out of getting a custom shortboard because it's such a difficult thing to do at that high level of literage. Mm-hmm. I've been to one really good one that actually did one for me really, really meticulous. I've had awesome boards off this guy as well, but this one just didn't work because it was more of a performancey shortboard. And that's, um, I think it's such a difficult thing to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what often happens, I've kind of mentioned it just a sec ago, but what often happens is you have a, you know, your stock shortboard that can be blown up to a certain, you know, percentage, a certain amount, you can blow it up and it will start to still work, but you get to a certain point mm-hmm. and it just becomes a completely different board. Right. And um, I think there's a number of reasons for that. It just, Often it's, you know, too long and it won't fit in the pocket of the wave. Mm-hmm. Um, or there's other things as well, like the rail just completely changes to how the rail is supposed to be designed. I think the only way you can do it really well is design the board from the ground up. Right. And you've done that as well, haven't you, on your – is there one yeah. for sale on your website? Yeah, so I worked with a, a guy, um, Louis Sharon, um, who's now at Atlas Surfboards, um, and we worked together again he's a similar size to me and we did it we we did one from the ground up i kind of explained what sort of boards i ride and what i like and he kind of did a dedicated shortboard which was almost kind of a signature board for me um mm-hmm. so yeah we kind of worked on that before and yeah it's just there's all kind of things you've got to look at with the rocker and um yeah like i said the rails and even subtle things like the concaves on the bottom and the template changes as you try and just blow a stock one up so Doing one from the ground up is the way to go, I think. And is that the one called the Mr. Motivator? No, so the Mr. So this is slightly different. So I'm more recently. I've been. I've started my own brand, which is called Goliath. And mm-hmm. initially, that was looking at surfboard fins. Right. And the problem I found with fins was they go up in different sizes. So you've got you know small, and it gives a weight range up to however many kilos medium goes up to whatever 75 i think and then the large or the largest ones you can get any of fcs or futures previously they'd mm-hmm. be kind of they'd go from say 75 80 kilos and they wouldn't give an upper weight range but they're kind of because they went up in you know equal yeah stages yeah, yeah. stages mm-hmm. you could tell that this one was capped at around 95 maybe 100 kilos right so i'm 110 kilos mm-hmm. and um i didn't realize until i started kind of experimenting with these bigger fins how much difference it made mm-hmm. and i think it's just it shows this same pattern within the industry of you know there's just this forgotten sector of surfers that just kind of yeah, yeah. just that the products aren't really out there for them and I, i've been you know i've, I've just the discussion we just had, I've just been focused on shortboarding, but the more I've done this and the more people I speak to, um, I'm speaking to beginner surfers who it, they just have an absolute nightmare and there's, there's hardly, you know, any boards out there really, or any equipment you might say to, to help beginner surfers that need more volume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've kind of focused on weight, but there's also like, if you're carrying an injury, for example, yeah, yeah. you can need loads more float to help you out. If you're getting on a bit, Mm -hmm. You just don't have the flexibility and paddle strength that you might have had 15, 20 years ago or more. Um, So there's this whole big kind of area within the market, which I think it would be really good to, well, I'm I'm trying to really focus more on and kind of draw more attention to it and just try and help as much as I can, really. Yeah, because I know, like you're saying about fins, and like fins are such a major thing anyway, where having a conversation with someone recently and i know a lot of like the the pro surfers and shapers will actually buy an off the rack fin and then spend loads of time like sanding it and shaping it and you know making this fin different to how it comes anyway 
you know so it's it's a massive as you say a massive deal and with the weight restrictions you know you're sort of at that place of where can you go apart from making your own fins basically for well it's interesting the thing that started me off on the journey with the fins was i noticed a lot of people were using twin fins which are much bigger mm-hmm. but they'd use them in a as a thruster setup so they use the twins and have a regular trailer yeah. and that they were found that was working and this is again people that are slightly heavier you just the further up the weight bracket you go the bigger fin you need and this was working for people and i tried it out so i thought well i'm just going to start developing my own bigger fin and the, the difference was just unreal just and anyone who's experimented with a you know the bigger twins will say the same thing it just it stops you sliding out and i i didn't realize i was really nursing turns and wasn't I wasn't able to lean into turns, but it became, I was so used to it. As soon as I got on these bigger fins, mm-hmm. it just, the hold and the drive as well, it just completely transformed it. And it, I think a lot of heavier surfers, for example, uh, in a similar position where they're just using equipment that they're just having to make do with. I was on, when I was learning to surf, it really slowed my, you know, the, the level of progress I'm making was really slowed down because I was always on, shortboards that were too small for me and it just yeah, made yeah. such a, and this was this was just before the kind of time of the advent of volume and when people had a big understanding of that so basically i'd go to a surf shop or a shape and i'd go well you probably need to go around this size and not um kind of giving as much thought on weight perhaps as yeah, there is now yeah, yeah 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 so yeah going back to the the boards um that we mentioned a couple of times so the, the mr motivator i was listening to one of your um or watching one of your videos on it and so we're longboarders, but um, it, the way you described the board uh, and how it felt and like you coming from longboarding, and because I'm like 6'3", and I think I'm 92 kilos or something like that. Do you know what you are in kilos? You're the same height as me, aren't you? Like 6'3". I don't even know what I am in stone. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, we're like kind of bigger guys as well. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, it made me feel like I could surf that board. So I'd re- absolutely love to try that at some point because I think, uh, like you said, because we've always longboarded, we haven't really yeah. tried shortboarding. I think you, you have got, a little bit. Yeah, like my seven six I've got, but then again, it's a torque board and it's quite quite white. I can't remember what the volume is because I sprayed over it, so I can't even remember what it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's got quite a lot of volume to it, you know. But then it's got that same thing where it's quite it's quite thick when you feel it, like mm. you were saying earlier with the volume, and the board starts to go thicker, and it's that it's that sort of thing. But it's not but, just all about the volume, is it? Because when you said about um, on your video, um, it says about like the tail is wider as well. So the whole thing, yeah, it's not just the volume, is it? Like the the whole. That's the thing. It's the whole changes. design. And, it's the whole design of the board, and like with that board specifically. So I. I was developing that board that's kind of coming under the Goliath brand as well. And I've developed that. It started off as two things. Number one, heavier surfers find it difficult to surf smaller waves. So if you compare a, you know, a 85, a 80 kilo person to a hundred kilo person on the, on the same kind of waist high wave, for example, mm-hmm. the wave's going to have enough power to give that lighter person enough push. But mm-hmm. 100 kilo person plus whatever is the waves the the amount of energy in that way the limited amount of energy won't be enough to get that person going so mm-hmm. you have your weight your the size of waves that you're limited by um on size going downward in the scale so the heavier you are the bigger wave you need to give you that energy which is then terrifying as a beginner isn't it you yeah. know going out and exactly like, even now you go out on a big day at or even, like yeah, even or something like that yeah. and you're just it's bloody petrifying even you know? an intermediate surfer though so that that board is that is that um the one we were talking about the mr motivator is that aimed at a like an intermediate larger surfer then so there was two things i was doing with it so the first was to help me out in smaller waves and i've called it the mr motivator it was to motivate me to get in the water <laughs> when the waves are small, basically. Yeah. And I, like I say, I, I love longboards and I still ride longboards now. But sometimes I don't have one in my car and I just can't, I can't be bothered to go back, get a yeah, longboard. Yeah. It, yeah. But if I've got that in my car, I'm going to be straight in the water. I'm going to be frothing. I'm be like, it's going to be loads of fun. And um, so that was part of that board. And then also in tandem with that, I was working on something else where I wanted to, get a more of a transition board for someone who needs more volume whether that's you know the injury age anything weight mm. i wanted it to make to make it easier because i've been there myself to transition from 
a long board, long board, minimal, whatever, down to something smaller. So I, it quickly became apparent that both boards are doing a similar job. Um, so they're just, they, they kind of turn into that one thing. And you, you're talking about the tail. A lot of, there are, with any features on a surfboard, certain, you know, if you go to certain extremes, they're going to give you lots of benefits in one area, but they're going to hold you back in other areas. So the wider yeah. tail, one of the main things that's going to do, it's not going to allow you to kind of do as, um, like as vertical turns or as, you know, as, as big a turns. you'll still be able to kind of clip the lip with it and things, but you, it's, it's not going to give you that high performance surfing that you want. But, you know, if you're surfing tiny waves, when I'm surfing tiny waves, I'm just racing down the line and clipping the lip. I'm not doing big turns or anything. And someone who's transitioning from a, a bigger board, and just trying to learn how to surf on short boards, the same thing. So they want you want all the benefits of the wide tail, and you don't really need to worry about you know getting that higher performance. So that was yeah. part yeah. of the thinking with that. It's got a really flat rocker and a really wide nose again, just to help getting into waves and speed. And um, it's got a really parallel outline. So yeah, it's just to just to make it as easy as possible without any frills, basically. Mm. Do you have to? Uh wear the hypercolour spandex when you're riding the Mr. Motivator. (laughs) (laughs) And a bandana. I need to get a bandana as well. I should sell one with a board, shouldn't I? (laughs) Yeah, it's got to come free, yeah. There's another board on your website, I saw, which is the weirdest looking thing I've seen. Oh, the unicorn. The unicorn, yeah. Oh, man, that's such a good board. So what what would that be aimed for? Like what type of person or waves or whatever? Yeah, so I, that's from Australia. Those boards were imported from Australia. Steve Han, ETC, surfboards. And um, yeah, he's just, so he's taken certain parts of different board designs and just bunged them all together. And um, obviously it's taken him a while to develop the board as well, but it's got um, really unusual. It's got like chimed rails on the bottom and a really deep single to double and a, it's got. A, I'm just describing it for anyone who hasn't seen it. It's got a kind of um, kind of S curve in the rails, um, almost like snowboard shaped, and that is it. Performs. It's it's a just a nuts board. It performs like a shortboard, um, but it's got a really easy paddleability, and it's got it packs in heaps of volume as well, which is what really kind of drew me to it. And I saw how much positive feedback Steve was getting. Um, and I just wanted to try one, and yeah, it just blew me away. But that that board is it wouldn't suit a beginner, but anyone around the intermediate level upwards, mm-hmm. even to more advanced, it it does it all really. And it's so it's really good because it's super fast down the line, but you can also really throw it around. And um, yeah. and it, it it's it feels bigger than uh, the volume would say because it's epoxy and just because of the template and the board and things. And um, he's got like a slightly stepped deck. And um, so a few of the different characteristics of the board just make it feel probably five liters, at least more volume than it is. Yeah. So it's, it's a really um, weird yeah, looking a, thing. Really yeah, strange. It's, looking it's thing. super fun. It's so it much doesn't fun. look like it should work, but no. it does. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what's the feedback been like from people that have tried the boards like that you've been putting yeah, out there? Really good. So our, our big seller at the moment or has been since we started was the Finns and they go internationally. So our biggest market for the Finns is America and Australia, but mm-hmm. they go all over the world with the Finns and, um, so they've been massively popular, the boards as well. So a really big sell at the moment is uh, um, I do a kind of soft top, um, but again, a, a beefed up one. Again, for whether you've got an injury and you're learning to surf or a lot of people will come into me saying that we're, we're learning and whatever for whatever reason, they need more volume. And they're asking for advice, either on the forum or directly messaging me. And um, I started to realize quite quickly that there's not very much out there for beginners so yeah so I, I developed that and that's like a hundred odd liter longboard and uh soft top and um yeah that's that's been really popular as well and the feedback i'm getting is just mind-blowing i'm just bolt I'm, I'm i'm amazed at how much difference it's making to people surfing yeah yeah it could be the difference between them taking up the sport and not couldn't it really if they have a bad exactly. experience on their first few lessons yeah, and a lot of people would just go, "Oh, this is just not for me." It's that's it, and that's what it's all about for me. It's just is that your is that the the longboard that you're talking about? Is that the is it the Goliath? 
Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I was yeah, looking into that as well because it looks like the type of board that every surfer should have in their quiver anyway. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like for, for the days when there's just not much power at all or, you know, messing around with your kids and all that, you know, and, and it just looks like a really decent board. It looks strong as well. Like, stable. Yeah. yeah, because um, on some of the videos I was watching, you were saying that some of the like the phone boards that you maybe rent out, if you're like a heavier guy or girl, um, you could act, the board will actually flex and could limit how the board kind of performs but the goliath will kind of stay rigid you see, I, i've noticed that at the boards at the uh the boards at the wave which are the rental ones obviously because like you say because we're bigger yeah where it's like going like the what if you use one of their boards there sometimes it's it's a bit like going on a toothpick you know it's so they're so narrow and thin <laughs> yeah. they feel but it's like to, the, it's the, they flex yeah. in the water and it looks when you're stood on it it will kind of you're almost making it have more rocker yeah that's it and i um my kids, I've got two young kids, uh, five and three, and they are just trying to get them in water in the summer. So we've got them a little foamy, just a little kind of um, one of the cheaper ones. Mm. But that's what kind of was the light bulb moment. After speaking to a lot of beginners, I got on that and, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I think I said I'm 110, 115 kilos, something like that. I'm heavy in stone, between 17 and 18 stone, depending on... What, what time of year it is and stuff. But I, I got on that and it literally, it just completely bowed in the middle. And no worries, <laughs> it was quite a sight. And what that does, and I'm there flapping around trying to get, catch a wave, trying to show my kids how it's done, looking like a white clown. Um, but but what what that does, is, as, as you're lying on the board like that, it's making that banana shape and it's not, you're not gliding along the surface of the wave. You're almost sunk down with the front of the board up vertical, just it's more like a trying boat. to push through yeah. the water. Yeah. Um, and that's a combination of things. It's the construction of the cheaper made boards. So the one I do has got um, triple stringer and it's got six ounce glass um, and four ounce glass as well. One on the deck, one on the um, on the bottom. Um, and it and a combination of the volume, the thickness of the foam, and the construction just makes it stiffer, which you need as a heavier surfer. And like you, you guys touched on there, it's it is something that you you can have in your quiver. So since I've been testing it and using the kind of final one now, it's just great for taking down the beach in the summer when whenever we have a beach day with the kids, go down the beach, I've got that in the car and I can just get the kids on it in the shallow so I can just go for a paddle and have fun with yeah. So what sort of price would one of those come in at? You know, I'm trying to like look at sort of ship beginner boards that you get four, out there to this. It's, yeah, so this is around 430, I think it is. Oh, really? And, uh, that's yeah. bloody good. That's not too bad. That I know, because like, a lot of people see like a beginner surfboard and they go, oh, I'm going to spend like, 100 quid. And literally, yeah. like you're just saying, the thing's going to be a piece of shit and you're going to yeah. get on it. It's going to bow. It's going to. I mean, it might be fine for somebody yeah. who's lighter or kids or whatever, but if you're, you know, want to get into surfing like you said if you've got an injury or whatever and you, you want to get yeah, into or it like you're, big, you're a bigger pounds, guy yeah it's that's not a lot of money really the so ones where there's other not. boards you can get with that construction that are i think six seven hundred quid yeah yeah similar yeah. construction so i'm just like i say making it more accessible part of the thing is and part of the goliath brand i'm trying to because i'm cutting out the middleman mm, yeah. i'm trying to i'm just selling them myself exclusively at the moment i'm just trying to make it more affordable as well to just try yeah. and it's just about getting more people in the water basically yeah yeah because yeah. like the surfboard market is nuts like, like like i was reading something the other day about people selling second hand boards now and they want as much money as they paid for them basically for a second hand yeah. board as well yeah, yeah. and i mean you know if you if you're at that stage where you're really start you've you know you've tried a bit of whatever mm. surfing and you you want to get something yourself and you're a bigger person yeah like you say that's absolutely brilliant yeah yeah like cost-wise as well you know oh uh, yeah it's that's not you know you, like... that's not a lot of money to get into a new hobby is it you know so yeah. what about um wetsuits then Do you, is there any kind of wetsuit brands that you you kind of use or, or would recommend yeah so i started on with xl and i think they're as far as i know they're a hawaiian brand and i just found they fit me better than the other brands um in the shoulders Mm-hmm. But then recently I've moved to O'Neill just because of the stretch, really. it's I've, I've never felt 
such a flexible wetsuit and that's a big thing for me I, I, before it was more uh, flexibility would take slightly more kind of precedent than warmth now last few years i'm starting to go the other way actually and starting to feel <laughs> the cold a bit more but flex still for me is really important and having that fit in my shoulders has been a really big thing yeah. but what i'm what i'd really like to do is and i've tried one before is i know a few different brands globally do custom fit wetsuits but snug wetsuits and they're based in cornwall mm-hmm. i'd really like to kind of approach those guys and kind of do something with them but yeah so if if i was recommending anything to anyone if you're struggling to find something that fits you definitely you can get custom wetsuits yeah. and it makes much and I, I mentioned my my dad steve he's he's a kind of kind of stocky guy as well and he's had custom wetsuits from those as well because it it can make a big difference just to paddling stuff especially if you're in a winter suit if you're in a suit that isn't fitting properly it's either going to flush or you know, you're not going to be able to paddle properly. Yeah, it's going yeah. to restrict your movement. I know right? um, yeah. Chris from the Logfin Co. He's just had one made by I think it's Figure Figure right. Wetsuits or something mm-hmm. like that. And um, yeah, it's a girl that makes them all herself. I think she's based in Cornwall as well. But yeah, he said like say you know, and he's he's not like a big guy or anything, but like he's just had a custom wetsuit made, and he said the thing's absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. He said it's such a difference having it made. Well, it's like your board, isn't it? Having a custom board made yeah. to what you want, and having a custom wetsuit yeah, yeah. to what you want is it's yeah. going to be it's going to be that much better. Oh, I'm going to be skint if I'm going to have to start paying for <laughs> <laughs> custom wetsuits. As well. But like you were saying, like O'Neill wetsuits, I've had O'Neill wetsuits for years, and I I swear by the things. I think they're absolutely brilliant. Um, and the newest, well, the newest one I got was it's got the built-in hood, which I've said before, I did regret doing that. I wish I'd just bought one without the hood and use that um i've got a rip curl like vest rash vest with a hood built into it which is like super warm as well but like Mm. my last o'neill i had it so long that i think i bought it when i was like 20 (laughs) i went i went on holiday anymore (laughs) i went on holiday with my wife and kids like uh it must have been well, about 10 years ago or something like that. And I tried to put this wetsuit on. They're like, why has your head gone purple? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they do my nuts. What they do my head in, those wetsuits. The, the built-in ones, I've, I've only owned one wetsuit with a built-in hood. And they, they just they just drive me nuts because I'm only, it, I very rarely wear a hood anyway because I just find them quite annoying. But mm. if you've got it down, it's just all behind you there and behind your neck and in the way. And if you've got it up, I find it really restrictive. So, yeah, you know, I, I'm just one of those people that hates hoods and I'm on the one in the water in, the, you know, November or January or something and the only one without a hood and everyone's kind of, what are you doing? You're not cold. I'm like, no, I hate hoods. I always find they, like, choke me out as well a bit. Well, they I'm do always... those, like, weird skull cap things now as well, don't they, with, like, the chin strap. Yeah, yeah that's what like, I use. Yeah. Top of your head. yeah, how'd you find those? Yeah, so I've only just started wet. This is last winter was the first time I wore it, and it's yeah, it's better. It's better, definitely. It's still it a bit weird, works. and I still yeah, there's it doesn't yeah, you don't feel it on the top. There's a bit of flush in the side, and I just I find it weird around the ears, and everything goes quiet when I duck dive and stuff. When mm. I come back up, I just hate hoods basically. So uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I haven't I haven't been in. Have you guys been in the water? I haven't been in for. Probably a good few weeks now, so I don't know whether it's I still don't need to talk or not. about it. Yeah, oh, really. Well, we've had so at the time of recording, we just keep it's just this onshore wind all the time. Yeah. So I think it's been about uh, what's it been now, like four coming up five weeks since I've been in last. Yeah, and at the yeah, time of recording, pretty close to that for me. The, this Sunday looks pretty good. What I can see. So on uh, next week looks amazing. I'm just working, but um, on it's Sunday, not. yeah, you're not. Yeah, <laughs> Tuesday looks amazing. I know we're like far, how many days away are we from Tuesday at the moment, so I know it can change, but Sunday looks good. So yeah. I think we might try and head down Sunday, maybe. I went to look today and couldn't find the motivation. I looked at putts. It was just a bit of south in the wind, but yeah. I just looked at it and I was like, oh, no, it's just even when it looks bad from the top of putts, but you know it's going to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> when it looks good from uh, the top of putts, but you know it's going to be bad. Yeah, I know, exactly, yeah. My wife, every time I come home, every time, I'm like, oh, she's like, where did you go? Putts, like, where did you go there? Every time you go there, you have, you have a bad... <laughs> my wife says the same thing she goes but she doesn't call it by name she just goes oh you're not going to that horrible beach are you <laughs> <laughs> yeah you still go there though oh, it's, it's yeah just well, 
I have one in maybe one in ten or something. There's always that glimmer of hope. This is going to be that good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's you know, it's protected slightly, isn't it, from yeah. that kind of southerly wind? Yeah. And I think I you say that I think we've had one good surf at Pudsborough. Yeah, I mean, I've caught the biggest wave I ever caught there. I mean, I was absolutely terrified, and that was the only wave I caught on that day, and it totally smashed me in the face when it when it closed out and stuff but i was so happy i got that but i i think i was very lucky that day that yeah. could have easily gone bad yeah literally because so, i've also equally had my like i my can't longest. tell you the amount of times i've nearly sh- actually shat myself at putzbro yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we recorded a podcast um an episode about puts our surf back in or was it like november and our friend dan come with us and he broke his toe walking down to the beach. That's how dangerous Putzborough is. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even get wow. in the water and he's injured. <laughs> yeah. yeah, where do you, you guys mostly surf Saunton, don't you, when you uh, come down or, yeah, or Westwood well, Ho? Yeah, yeah Saunton or Westwood Ho. Depend, uh, even though Westwood Ho's further, it's actually quicker on the roads because you haven't got to go all through the back of everywhere and everything. Yeah, because Braunton can be clogged up a lot of the time, can it? So. Yeah, so we go Westwood Ho or Saunton. And then, you know, if it's too windy, we go putts. Or, yeah. like, every now and then, depends who, we te- who we've got coming with us. We, sometimes we even go to Woolacombe, like, if we yeah. feel like... Croy, um, we had a couple of nice sunset sessions at Croyd. Yeah. So it's normally around around that sort of area. Like, you just name every surf spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All of them are on Magic Seaweed. No, let's not talk about Magic Seaweed. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. He's a bit angry about Magic I am, Seaweed. Yeah, I'm a bit angry about Magic the cameras. Seaweed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... <sighs> It's just getting worse, not getting better, is it? You know, I know. Like, if hey, you go on surf, surf line, yeah. you can you get like a, a, I think you get a certain amount of goes a day where you can view the cameras there. So I've been using that for yeah, yeah. Like, see, um, we we've been saying like because we had to go from Lazy Surfer app, and um, once you log a spot on there, you don't even have to log a session, but if you put a spot, you can then see the forecast on there as well. Hmm. Um, but the difference, like I was chatting to someone the other day, and they were saying. Well, Magic Seaweed and Surfline said it was this. Lazy Surfer App said it was this. And it was actually what Lazy Surfer App was. And I was like, well, what's the difference then? And apparently the forecast on Magic Seaweed and Surfline is based on the forecast as a prediction, whereas the Lazy Surfer App runs in real time. So you're getting real-time data off, like, the the boys. So so it's more – and then – once you log more sessions, it starts to know what you like and the AI learns what you like and you sort of, it, it will say, hey, this is your session. Hmm. This is what you like surfing and um, go that way. So I'm gonna uh, I've to... been using it, but I need to start using it more. Yeah, I need yeah. to fucking surf more. That's what I need to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem, isn't it? It's just bloody wind at the uh, moment. I can't, yeah, I'm, I, I can't wait till Sunday. I hope it's what they say it well, is. When this one comes out, we would have had if the forecasts are right, some surf by then. Okay, yeah. so we can then say next time whether they're right or not. Yeah. I think we all, we all know it's going to be Putzburg and we're going to have a rubbish time anyway, aren't we? So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's guaranteed. Just, oh, I find, finding the time as well. Haven't one of you just had a kid as well? I got yeah, one on the way. Yeah, me. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, she's kid. now, for the time of recording, she's five weeks. So, yeah, Congratulations. No, no sleep. No, no, yeah, thanks very no. much. Yeah, no, no sleep at all, of course. Um but you know, when when she was born, the week that she was born, there was surf, and because I was off on paternity leave, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I managed I like to get I like away. Style. Well, we all went. Is that bit going to be edited out? You know, I was late for the labour. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we, we, so what happened was, like, I said to uh, my partner, I said, "Oh, there's, you know, should we just take her out for the day? You know, just uh, like a nice day out." <laughs> Yeah, where do you want to go? Sorted. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, is the cafe open this time of year? So it was in January. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Got there. Anyway, cafe was shut. And right. it, it the, I mean, the weather is okay, but it's January and it's cold. I'm and like, oh, a, I'm a really... brand new baby. Yeah, I'm like, I'm really sorry. What what should we do? Like, And, and she's like, oh, why don't you just go in and see me come all this way? I'm like, yes, see you in an hour. Oh, <laughs> nice. So I managed to get a couple of waves and come back out. I just felt guilty the whole time, but um, yeah. I still went in. <laughs> it's, it's just hard to find the time, isn't it? Because I'm like with the kids and running the business. I'm a teacher. Oh, really? What do you teach? Uh, Biddeford. Right, okay. What, what do you teach? Design technology. Oh, nice. Uh, right. So a bit of my design background has gone into kind of 
some yeah. of the stuff I'm the doing and design, I, yeah. brand and stuff. I'm in a yeah. band as well, and it's just there's, there's so many different things I'm juggling. I it's just sometimes you know surfing was it still kind of is number one priority, but there's so much stuff that gets in the way, and it's yeah. just that's the problem. But when the forecast is there, you know you kind of got to go, haven't you? I know. It's, yeah, it's I've got really a really hard. I've got a really supportive wife as well. She knows that if it's on. That's yeah. kind of I'm allowed to drop everything else. Yeah. Does really does she good. surf as well? No, she doesn't. She tried to get into it a bit, but um she was kind of a fair weather summer surfer and uh yeah. Oh, I'm turning into one much, of those. It's it's better if the <laughs> wife isn't into it as well, because then like you know, you've got kids, if you both want to surf, one of you's got to take it in turns, you know. Yeah, I've got mates like that as well, they both surf and they have to kind of just tag team yeah. it and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, what what's the future for uh, for big guy boards? I've, yeah, so like I say, the, the main mission really is to make surfing more inclusive. And I've I started off with you know heavier surfers. We've kind of we've slowly realised that kind of also encompasses a big wider range of people. But I want to kind of keep expanding and focus more on different people that might not fit into the current leash. So whether that's you know specific disabilities or anything else that is um at the moment not as easy or not you know people that don't find surfing as accessible are just accessible mm-hmm. i want to make it more more accessible for as many people as i can basically so you know yeah. just i'm just at the point i've only just started to shop I've been going probably a year now it, mm-hmm. it started properly just after covid that's when i really kind of went with it so i've all my focus lately has been just getting the shop up and running and learning how to do that teaching myself how to run a business basically so once i kind of get my feet with that I, yeah like i said i just want to open it up and look at different areas really that i can help people out with and get that's more great surfing yeah. that's great i think it's really great what you're doing and um because it is a an area that's forgotten about i think in the surfing industry yeah so it's great that there's someone out there that's doing that so where can people find you online if they want to get hold of you, your YouTube and your website and everything? Yeah, so we've got a YouTube channel. Just search Big Guy Boards on YouTube. That's more surfing advice, surfing surfboard reviews, more high-volume surfboards. Um, I've got an online shop, bigguyboards.com, um, and that's obviously more niche kind of surfing products. But it, also one thing I didn't mention, it, it it's kind of – it's not just uh, appealing to heavier surfers or, you know, a lot of people of average size actually want to ride high volume boards as well. So um, yeah. a lot of our customers for the surfboards are that. So um, yeah, if you head to bigguyboards.com, you can see a lot of our products there. I'm, I'm just starting to kind of try a big push on Instagram. It's something that I've not really done before. So I'm just trying to boost that and trying to get regular posts. And uh, that's a kind of almost, almost semi behind the scenes. You see a lot of what's going on um there as well so i think that's i don't know what that what even the tag thing or whatever you call it it's big guy if you search big guy boards it will come up basically yeah. Um, yeah and we've got a facebook group as well so that's more of a community that's not about me that's about just the whole community coming together and giving each other advice and that's big guy boards forum which is a facebook yeah. group brilliant cool and i just wanted to finally add i love yeah. what you guys are doing i love oh, the fact cheers. that it's kind of i love the fact that it's you know, a lot of the podcasts, a lot of the stuff you see, it's geared towards uh, the pros and it's, but what you're doing, it's more kind of looking at, you know, what almost most of the surfing population in the UK hmm. is going to be, it, is what you guys are talking about. And I guess you have, and the kind of stuff you chat about, it's, it's really good. And I just, yeah, I love what you're doing. So oh, I really appreciate oh, that. Thank you very much. You might change ne- mine next week when we've got Kelly Slater on. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, yeah. we need to, yeah, right, yeah. Oh, he is, he is amazing. Now that comp, wasn't it, in the, in the uh, competition yeah. of Pipe Masters, if you saw that. I was yeah. also going to say as well, guys, when you're down, we need to hook up for surf, definitely. Oh, yeah. Uh, give me a message when yeah. you're down, and we'll, um, we'll go out. And I'll, you, you can try some of the boards out if you want to try any of the boards. I'd, I'd, I would wave, l- I'd absolutely shout love we'll, to try that, we'll that shorter board. Like you said, to, just to, you wanted to try shorter boards to see if you could do it. I mean, that that's why I yeah. want to try one. I just know that I can't do the others, but how you described that, um, the Mr. Motivator, I think, or oh, I, I, I might be able to do that one, which should, uh, so I'd love to give that a go. Yeah, you won't. 
<laughs> I've, seen, I've seen him stand up on a longboard. He can barely stand up. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing. Thanks for that, Scott. Lovely guy. <laughs> well, you never say that about people. <laughs> Do you know what made him even more lovely? Was the compliment he paid us at the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it was really nice of him, actually. It was nice, I, uh, yeah. Yeah, I like the fact that he got what we are trying to do, you know, like like we've said from the start, we're not the best surfers out there. We're not even the average surfers out there, really. <laughs> um, and, you know, we just want to be inclusive. We're no experts and we're speaking to people who are experts in certain fields of yeah. surfing and know more than us. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, we're learning and everyone else is learning. Yeah, I do really like his whole vibe with trying to get as many people in the water as possible, you know, like yeah. trying to be totally inclusive. Yeah. And, um, yeah, to, to focus on an area for heavier people, people with injuries, older people, or, and he was saying, like, even people who don't have any of those things are just struggling with surfing in general, yeah. like this higher volume boards. Like, yeah. as... as, as like a, For a beginner, that would be, like, imagine beginning to surf and you had a massive, like, basically like a boat, you know, a big yeah. volume board. Mm. The likelihood of getting enjoyment out of it that first time surfing... Mm. and you catching the surfing bug then yeah, like yeah. fully it's that great you can go yeah. on a big board and you could stand up straight away yeah you know it'd yeah. just be and brilliant. then also to offer shorter boards of more volume so you I, that's surely that'll make you progress to a shorter board even quicker yeah yeah because you know you, you go from a long board moving down the the sizes and the volumes because at the moment the the kind of drop in volume is huge isn't it you know yeah. so from from like a long board to a shorter board. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Go and check him out at bigguyboards.com. And as he said, he's got a YouTube channel and he's on Instagram and Facebook as well. Yeah, his YouTube channel is really good, actually. He's got lots of information on there um, and like board reviews and stuff. And so some of the boards that we were mentioning on that episode, he's reviewed on that and he's a good surfer. And if you didn't get the Mr. Motivator reference in that, if you're too young, Mr. Motivator was a guy on TV in the... Late 80s, early 90s? Yeah, yeah. And literally... Morning TV. Morning TV, when, like, mums used to do their workout routine before they took the kids to school and started yeah, their yeah. day. Um, yeah, that was Mr. Motivator. Look him up, you'll have a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, something you touched on as well, magic seaweed. <sighs> what, is, what is wrong with them? I mean... What, just magic seaweed? Yeah, I mean, it's, what annoys me is the only thing that they were good at was providing access to cameras and now they've taken that away. You know, they're, they're But their surf forecast is really accurate. <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty much useless now. <laughs> they've done that. Like, what are they doing? Like, and at a time when everybody's bills are going up and stuff, that they then want you to pay to have access to the cameras... I think that's what's annoyed me more than anything. It's just this timed really badly. It, it, what's annoyed you is anything you've got to pay for. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I am tight, yes. <laughs> I don't want to pay for cameras. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, I'm not the only one that gets annoyed. Like, I know we've had a, a rant at Magic Seaweed. So this is going to be a bit of a ranting episode. <laughs> but you have something that's annoyed you as well. No, I have something that fucked me off completely, <laughs> which was... It's not even to do with me, like or us it's, or it, anything. But it, but it, no, it, it, has, it has happened to us, right? So. so yeah, no, it was an Instagram thing where like you see people, you get it all the time. Like people follow and then they unfollow you, like which happens. Fair enough, but it was I noticed something on Chris for, from the Logfin Co, mm. and I noticed he'd given someone a fin who was supposed to be supporting them, and they'd unfollowed him. So they. The deal was, um, here's one of my fins. You promote it. You, yeah, and you me. Promote it. Yeah, which is what people do when they're starting a company and stuff. They yeah. give out free stuff and get kind of influencers or whatever to to promote it. Yeah. And then that person unfollowed him after they received the fin. Yes. Like, yeah, that's annoying. Yes. I mean, I and that, why? It made me fucking raging <laughs> to the point i'm very nearly sent them a message but that, I, that's why so we've been connecting with chris haven't we and chatting to him and he's a super super lovely guy yeah and i think know. that's that's the problem right it is he's such a nice guy like after like we've kept in contact after we had him on the show and we i, I speak to him more or less daily now as yeah. well and like you know 
he's such a nice guy and he'll do anything for anybody. And he's gone out of his way to say to someone, hey, I think you can really progress by using one of these fins. Yeah. I will send you one. And, and they're not if cheap you like either. It, they're, they're knocking yeah. on like, what, like 80 to 100 quid. Yeah. If so you like of his it, own pocket. Yeah. If you like it, you know, you use it and, you know, promote, promote me on where you got it from, which is fair enough, which is yeah. what happens on Instagram, you know, yeah. and what happens throughout social media stuff. And everyone knows that. But for someone to receive something and then unfollow someone, just and then not promote like, it as well. It's, it's those things of people that follow loads of people and then unfollow them to try and make themselves look popular. Yeah, yeah. and you don't. You just look like a. <laughs> <laughs> you got to beep that. I hope that's a beep after this. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's so, what. So why, me why, up. <laughs> why we're talking this? Pete, Pete's actually rocking backwards and forwards. It just really so winds me up. Just like it, I don't even care. Like. It's not the fact, like, if you want to follow and unfollow people and play that game, whatever. Like, we follow people, like, rant, like if people start having a conversation, normally I'll follow them. Like, we get so, like... Oh. Everybody that comes on the show, we, we follow. To be honest, it's just a click of a button, and it's only a number. Who cares, Who cares if you're being followed by 200 people and you're following 3,000? You know, like, um, maybe it would make somebody not follow that person, but I... When I look on Instagram and we end up following people, it's because I'm genuinely interested. I don't care what the numbers... I don't even look at the numbers. Yeah. I look at the bio, if they've been on the show, if they're connected with anybody that's been on the show. You know, a few of their pictures think, oh, they're cool. Follow. Because yeah. really, what does it fucking matter? That's <laughs> it. It just really fucking winds me up. Like, someone would, like... I don't know. It's not It's not narcissist. It's fucking egotistical. Yeah. It's yeah. just... Yeah. Ah. Oh. We need to change the subject and move on because it's just gonna. <laughs> I'm just gonna explode and go into a rant about everything that irritates me, and nobody wants to listen to that podcast. <laughs> no, no. Right. Well, that's the end of the show. <laughs> I hope you had a nice time. <laughs> well, Scott was good, but we went off on one yeah, afterwards. Yeah, we just complained. Yeah, yeah, just moaning about shit. But do you know why? It's because we haven't been in the water for like five weeks. Longer. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, um, Scott so, was great. Go and check him out. Um, super lovely guy. And again, one of those surfers that are starting something in the surfing industry, you know, and it's like they found an issue they want to tackle and he's doing it, you know, whilst having a family, working a full-time job and being a surfer and he's still, you know, yeah, doing his passion, which is great. Yeah, so uh, if you do want to support the show, you can go to the uh, website, support the show page. You can go and buy me a coffee. Might put some more rants like this on there, actually. <laughs> Don't put people off. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, go to the support the show page and you can find buy me a coffee, book the wave, loads of ways to support the show. Um, yeah, and don't forget to use the Northcore discount UK Surf Show 2022. So that's UK Surf Show, all capitals, all one word, and the numbers 2022 afterwards. That'll get you 15% off anything you order from Northcore, and that is valid till the end of March. Yeah, so I hope you enjoyed today's show. Uh, just remember to go over to iTunes and leave a review, and uh, that really helps us as well. So, yeah. Sorry about the ranting. Next week, normal service shall resume. Yes, yes. So we've calmed down by then. Hope you go maybe. Surf- <laughs> hopefully, go, uh, hopefully go surfing on Sundays. So we'll be calm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, love you. Bye. Cheers. <laughs>